1: We're off. I have to tell you about my dream. I almost texted you about it. I
0: love it when you tell me about dreams. This
1: morning. But I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to her via the pod. So I had a dream that Meryl Streep was playing my mom in some movie. Yes. Um, Call and you so, Mamie Gummer. And we were getting. <laughs>
0: Northwestern alum, baby. And,
1: and we got really close. Mm-hmm. And then we were hanging out because <laughs> that's what we were doing. And she was taking me. On like a studio tour of like Martha Stewart's new something or other. So we were going backstage. Wow, what a collection of
0: people and references! Oh,
1: (laughs) just wait. But then once I once we get there, I realize that Meryl Streep can go wherever Meryl Streep wants. (laughs) She just just by nature of being Meryl Streep, like no one questions anything about what she's doing. Probably true. So we get there, and she has facilitated this like dinner for me with cynthia nixon oh my god and meryl streep is like brooke i know you have this podcast or you had this podcast like um and i was like you have no idea how i feel about cynthia nixon meryl streep like like (laughs) this and then i like literally the whole dream was me just having dinner with cynthia nixon wow so meryl didn't even stay No, she like, I feel like she kept popping. It was a crazy (laughs) dream. And I was like, I'm manifesting this reality for myself. 100%. (laughs) Even the Martha Stewart bits.
0: No, those are the most important, I think. I'm so curious to hear what Martha Stewart will be up to when you go tour her studio.
1: (laughs) It was, it's so weird because I feel like when I have dreams about, like I've had, I am like a pretty witchy dreamer, if I do say so myself. Indeed you are. Um. Wow, and what is happening in some LA? Some shit is going down in LA. West
0: Hollywood, baby.
1: Here, let me. It's apparently, where all I live the like are. a block away from that like government who um like murdered people. Sorry. Anyway. T- say what now? Nah, Ed Buck, just Google it. Ah, mhm. Um but I feel like when I dream about people, they're they're just like vague interpretations of them. And, like, sometimes mm-hmm. I, like, well, I'll be, like, oh, that's this person in this dream. Right. But these were, like. The people. Expertly manifested versions. They were inceptioned of, in your dream. It, this really happened to you? I mean, I don't know. If it was a Mama Mia thing. Like, wh- I'm just, like. Oh, I didn't even think about that connection. But, of course. The well, most- I was, like. The, the Meryl Streep that I manifested was Meryl Streep Donna. Sure. I mean, I should have known intrinsically. <laughs> the picture is
0: much more complete now. <sighs> wow. It was amazing. Wow. That's one of those you really don't want to wake up from. I did not want to wake up. But I was
1: also <laughs> like, I have to tell Bridget.
0: <laughs> I'm so, so thrilled you waited to tell me live, though.
1: It That's... was like, I think I, I might've started lucid dreaming because I was like, I'm aware this is a dream and this isn't real, but I want to live here as long that, as your I Your brain can.
0: probably fed it even harder at that point. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: I was like, how much do I have to stay asleep till this becomes a musical?
0: <laughs> Until Mr. Mistopheles pops up.
1: I'm more of a rum tum tugger girl myself. Oh, I but know. Oh, I appreciate I know. it.
0: <laughs> I'll do any reference for you, baby, even if it's not correct. <laughs> Um. Oh, my God. Speaking of musicals, I saw the Oklahoma that just opened on Broadway.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah?
0: And if you, like me, are a New Yorker and have any way to go see it, holy shit, go see it. It's, it's so exquisitely beautiful. And the best part was I'd never seen Oklahoma before in any iteration. Oh. So to go in and see, like, this version, which is word and note, like... F- by the book, by the original production, but just like laid bare and so like chillingly relevant and I, um, I've i been thinking about it all day.
1: That's my favorite space on Broadway, The Circle in the Square. I love
0: that space. I The only other thing I'd seen there was Fun Home, but I mean, my memories of the, that are glowing.
1: The 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee was at The Circle in the uh, Square. A
0: classic.
1: Once on this Island was at Circle in the Square. I
0: wish I'd seen that.
1: Abigail Breslin in The Miracle Worker. Oh, it's essential. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> Why was that not first?
1: Because that's not one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it um, also shares a breezeway with the Wicked Theater, which it is.
0: sure does. I do love I, that I'm breezeway.
1: A, I love that breezeway. I used to, my very first apartment in New York was two blocks, two avenues. West of that breezeway. So I would, I would make a point to visit it as often as possible. Just soak in the green. Yeah. (laughs) I need the record to state that I gave Fred the cat a treat so he would not annoy me with his meowing. And he is standing outside of my door meowing. And I'm like, I've spent the whole day at home. It's my day off. And I've been looking for second jobs because I'm broke because of my car. Um, And Fred has paid no attention to me whatsoever. And now all of a sudden, he is a tenor. He doesn't want um,
0: to miss his opportunity. You know, he knows when that red light goes on and when we're recording.
1: (laughs) He's waited for it. The red light
0: (laughs) he wants. Exactly. (laughs) Fucking, yeah. Yep.
1: Fake record podcasting. (laughs) The (laughs) secret room.
0: (laughs) Holy shit. Um, I expect a full recording of your rewrite later. <laughs> so how are you doing, my friend? Uh, I think I just, I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Also that, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I had my annual review
1: at work. Today? oh you did that was today
0: yeah it's well I didn't know until I got to work this morning I got a calendar invite but um th- first of all <laughs> it was really funny because when we do when we put in like video requests for meetings they'll like put you in a conference room and then someone will like set up the video for you between the offices and there are t- a ton of conference room so usually we're in like a small one um and it was just me and my boss and she was in like a tiny conference room and I was in the biggest one in the New York office by myself (laughs) with just this enormous table full of empty chairs around me it was so fucking funny that's so funny but it was also um it was just really nice and like it was good to talk about my job because we're kind of like making it up and happen from the beginning but also, yes. um, I don't know if you know this about Brooke and I, but uh, we love praise. <laughs>
1: we love <gasps> validation and praise.
0: So it was a good day for that. Um, and, oh, and my friend Amy from Ireland, one of my au pair friends who lives in Arizona, was flying back to Ireland today and she had a like an eight hour, no, like an 18 hour layover. Um, she got in super early this morning and then came into the city, and I got to see her for coffee, and it was the best. Also, she has listened to this podcast since, like, day one and is the best person. And it was so good to see her and really crazy that we were in Ireland together now three years ago.
1: Wow. I know. I'm um, I'm updating our Instagram right now. Oh, that's um, a good thing I'm, to do. I'm posting, tasking. I'm posting mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm very um, curious. Brooke is about to post a meme, and uh, you will all have already seen it at this point when this comes out, if you follow us. But like, really want to know your thoughts on it. It 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 puts me in some very uh, unexpected categories, and it's about the zodiac. And uh, if you
1: like us, you'll look at it. Yes, we're both th- surprised by our rising signs. I'm surprised by my whole thing.
0: You know. Really. I, I think I'm least like a Miranda emotionally. I think I'm like her in all the other ways. A double Samantha? <laughs> my strongest two signs.
1: Okay. Hi Bridget. Hi Brooke. Hi everybody. Welcome to Splat the podcast where me, Brooke and me, Bridget talk about Sex, sex in the, the city. city. 10 years, Ten years, younger. years younger. And, <laughs> and 20, 20 years, years later. later.
0: <laughs> So close, and I, I done effed it up. I feel like the other times it'd been better. Really? I yeah. mean, I did double do it, but we did the things together.
1: Yeah, I did double do
0: it. it. We nailed it. We whatever. It doesn't. Here's the secret. It does not matter. <laughs> I think it does. Okay, well, in that case, should we just call it a day? <laughs> yep, thank you so much. This has been Splat the Podcast. We just spent six minutes doing an Instagram on recording, and uh, you didn't get to hear it, but we're going to pee it out now, so. Yeah, Bye. that took
1: a lot of energy out of me.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have. I mean, Splat, you know, and then
1: Splat. Well, speaking of Splat, I you was guys. indeed. We've we, um, reached
0: the namesake. It is our our baptism episode. We're 18. (laughs) We can buy cigarettes. That's right. And uh, we now know where our name comes from if you're me. Yes. And let me tell you, if I had not known what it was, essentially, I would have shrieked aloud. It's so startling and upsetting. It is
1: very intense. This episode is, if nothing else,
0: intense. Intense. And... we don't mean we're camping. That was a joke for um, your dad and your dad alone. Because I think he'll appreciate it.
1: and He will appreciate no it. No one else will. No, I think there are former listeners of the pod that would appreciate it. But okay,
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that appreciation that doesn't exist. <laughs>
1: yes. If you're out there, we know you'd like that joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks. That's what everyone's here for is my impeccable sense of humor. You
1: guys, I have things to tell you. Please tell us. Well, Bridget is coming to visit me in LA in T-minus two weeks.
0: It's so exciting. And as I hoped, it's going to time out that we're going to record episode 20, the finale of the season and series while I'm there. So just if you turn the episode on and it shorts your headphones out, that's why.
1: (laughs) because we will be screaming. <laughs> It'll just the energy will just
0: it Basically explode. like she's
1: going to arrive from the airport and I'm just going to slide headphones on. I'm going to be like, "We just got to run with this adrenaline." <laughs> uh,
0: exactly. In the car in Bruce <laughs> on the Bruce. LA highway, I5 High baby. The LA highway. <laughs> um are there more things that you want to tell us or is that just the
1: most important thing? <laughs> there is nothing more important than you visiting me. It's
0: true. It's so true.
1: Um yeah,
0: I'm so fucking excited. It's gonna be great. Brooks plan in a way. I'm putting a lot of pressure on her to show me around a city that she's lived in for two and a half months.
1: <laughs> I'm like uh Except we can go as to I core said, power. I'll be happy with anything. I can take you confidently to and from the core powers, three different core powers. I mean, if you couldn't, there would be no point in me coming, so <laughs> uh um, shall we get we to the c- splat? Um, is there any other housekeeping? Oh, oh my gosh. I cannot believe that we didn't do this last week, but I just want to wish a now very belated birthday to <gasps> dear oh my God, um, yes. friend and listener of the podcast, Emily Stout. Happy Whom birthday. we love so much and who was on the pod
0: previously. You um, are. A beam of sunshine. Yeah. yeah.
1: We are obsessed with you. It's true. So Just know if that. If that makes you uncomfortable. Deal with it. Deal
0: with it. Go to acting school and be amazing.
1: Are there any other birthdays? Um,
0: <laughs> Class, no, who's
1: bringing cupcakes this week? <laughs> well, uh, our little, our little, our little lady across the Skype or the Facetime has a birthday coming. Oh, up.
0: Indeed, it is. But the important thing once again is that I'll be spending it with you in LA. <laughs> so, and we're back to the facts. Never forget it. Um, Ari and I are having a party on Friday and which were very sad. Brooke can't be there for But a couple of people, including Brooke were like, is this your birthday party? And I was like, Oh, hadn't even occurred to me. Honestly, (laughs) just seemed like a really good date to throw a rager.
1: You need to rage. A cleansing rager, you know, you know, physically rage, alcoholically rage, mentally rage. Exactly right. If I don't get, A FaceTime, I will be mad. I mean, probably several. (laughs) Oh no. If if Jessie's there, then yes, she loves to call me from a party. Mm -hmm. And I love to be like, no. Uh But this this party? This
0: party? Yeah. So Splat baby. Here we go. Episode 18, season six, Sex in the City. (laughs) Let's
1: do it. Splat. Three, two, one, we begin. We begin with another weirdly culturally appropriative Rasta hat.
0: Yep. Uh, Carrie
1: is swinging her way through
0: those winding doors. Uh, she's having lunch with Enid Frick of Vogue. Her old editor, who she ended up not really working with. Um, I mean, she didn't want to work with him. And then she had that really weird, terrible guy who um, tried to have sex Dropped with her. In the Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then um, Enid... Became her boss at Vogue. And she
1: invites Carrie to a party. Lunch. And is like, can you bring Alexander Petrovsky? And also, can you ask him if he has any single friends? Because I can't believe I have to ask this. But everyone at this party will be partnered up except for me
0: and I need a date. And she just really doesn't want to do that. Which is funny because it's like not unlike fears and conversations Carrie has had before. Mm -hmm. Um. And Edith, Edith also said there are no exciting prospects for her. And she was like, I thought someone from Alexander's crowd might be right for me. And then she says, please never mention this conversation to
1: anyone at Condé Nast. <laughs> and so then the waiter comes and like Edith tries to order the tor- Dorado, which is a type of fish. And he's like, well, actually, we recommend the Dorado for um, two, two people. people. It's huge. And Enid's <laughs>
0: like... You even have to be in a couple to order fish in this town. And then Carrie says she'll have the Dorado. And Enid's like, do you even like Dorado? Or are you just ordering it?" a pity Dorado? <laughs> yeah, if so, I'd, I'll have the crab cakes. And Carrie insists. And she says, the thing is, I'm not sure if Alexander is a let's set people up kind of guy. Which is a because fair question.
1: He's Russian. And, and Enid goes, I got you a job. You get me a man. Because nothing is free in this world. Mm-hmm. Later that evening, the couple
0: I was in had a couple... uh, Wait, had to... Sorry. Just botched that one real bad. I'm taking it back, folks. God bless you. Later that evening, the couple I was in had a couple of hours to prepare a dinner party for a couple of couples. You can see why it did not do that in passing. She went to
1: theater school. Oh, yes.
0: I'm putting that one into the warm-up routine.
1: He gets the Barolo, which is a good wine.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So he... Is having all of Carrie's friends and their partners over to um, his house for dinner. And he's cooking. It's gorgeous. Carrie is and wearing she's a prom inquiring dress. If,
1: yeah, and she's asking if he has any single friends. And he's sort of like, uh, What do you. He's like not into that. And he's like, well, what about your friends? And she goes, well, all my friends are, are taken. And then she stops and is like, wow, I've I've never, never that said before.
0: that before. And you have that feeling too, the scene. I mean, they're all about to be there for dinner. But looking around the table with eight people, you know, it's just like, oh, wow. Yes, that's a different
1: feeling. That's a dinner party. Mm-hmm. And then he tells her that he is going to Paris and the next he doesn't week. know when he's coming back because of his um art exhibition and Carrie's like well someone leaving for paris isn't is not foreign to me which
0: big. right big has done before and then he says to her i was hoping you'd come with me you to come with me and she says to paris and she says who for who knows when we will come back and he said yes i need you there because he doesn't know how long he's going to be there he said that to her and then the doorbell goes, and he says, "And Carrie ah, the are and just, like, leaves her there. So nothing has been decided. He's just kind of
1: dropped this on her. And Carrie's like, it's very important that your boyfriend and your friends get along. Oh, and Stanford is there, too. Stanford there's,
0: there's is there. That's right. There are nine of them, which is lovely. I'm glad Stanford is there. Oh, no, and Marcus well, is there, too. Marcus, Marcus is, is there. there. Of course. How could I forget? It's all of them. And
1: um, Samantha immediately is Samantha is dressed as
0: an extra out of well no Cleopatra. actually as, well she's yes but with... I was going to say out of uh, Chicago but also she's just Catherine Zeta Jones right now <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, she tells a story about how she thinks her maid is using the vibrator and then they're arguing at the dinner table jokingly about like what part of that isn't kosher to say anymore calling her a maid or talking about vibrators or and Alexander is just like unamused and so Carrie's kind of on edge a little bit as you would be when you're, you know, doing this kind he, of big and, introduction. And they,
1: there's this funny interaction about Billy Joel and Steve is trying to connect. They're
0: talking about playing the piano and Steve asks if he knows any Billy Joel. And, and he just he, starts listing off his discography. Like Piano Man and stuff. And Alexander just kind of shrugs. Like, to be fair, he's not giving them a lot to work with. Uh, and then... Charlotte makes the mistake of calling his work sculpture, which it's not really. But still, no, he says, it's
1: like multimedia. Yeah.
0: And. Carrie chimes in with something about how it's like a light experience, whatever, and he calls it something else. But they ta- start talking and arguing about Paris. Someone says they don't like Paris. I don't know who because there are so many people at this table. I don't like Paris. And Alexander is talking about how it's his favorite place. And how there's nowhere like it. And he says, You'll see, Carrie. And so, of and course, everyone's everyone of like,
1: Aro. And he's whoa, like, what? Well, she's she's going there with me indefinitely. And
0: <laughs> Carrie is like, Well, um, yes, there was an invitation to go to Paris.
1: <laughs> like, very and carefully. So, cut to the, the four of them on, on Petrovsky's bed. And, and they're all like Later, my friends me? wanted
0: a tour of the apartment, aka, time to ask me what the hell was going on, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> And they're kind of, it's really cute. They're all just hanging out on his big, lovely bed and interrogating her, really. How long would you go? Where would you live? Is there a guest room? Are you really thinking of going? And Carrie's like, I don't know. I haven't digested
1: it. I haven't even digested dinner. And she's like, this is the most romantic thing that's ever happened. And then <laughs> Stanford comes in and is like... Um, excuse me, time's up. I cannot pretend to be a boy any longer. <laughs> he's
0: like, well, he's, I think he says one of the boys. <laughs> Fair. Slight difference, but he comes in and they all kind of p- take pity on him and go back downstairs. So I spoke to my girlfriends, and they have a few questions about Paris. Carrie says, "Of course, positing it like through them instead of just being she like asks I the have questions
1: about like getting their own places." And he's like, "No, I want you, you there with I me. I cannot live without you." <laughs> uh, she and to be fair, these are uh,
0: extremely valid questions that I would hope she would be asking. Um, even if she's pretending they're just her friend's questions but yeah he says you'll live with me i have a beautiful apartment on the left bank but it's being remodeled so i would say uh, we would stay at the plaza athene okay but are we talking a year indefinitely
1: and he says do i need
0: to learn french would i be able to work there and what about my cell phone would my cell phone work there which like mm, yes
1: girl asking <laughs> the important questions and she's like, "What about my apartment here? Do I sublet it?" And he offers to fucking pay for it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really... sort of like it's sort of like the like opposite of big. Yes, it's almost like giving way, too much. Not in a way that, like, I would say that, like, Aiden was like the opposite of big. This is like a a peer of like two sides of the same spectrum. Yeah, I would sense? agree.
0: They're both. He's now going to a different extreme, which is kind of all the more out of the blue because he hasn't really been like that so far, you know, I mean, he's except extreme his, in like, the way he like keeps himself and, you know, practices and but what were you going to say except for what?
1: Uh His like adoration of Carrie.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So they go to brunch the next morning and the girls have more questions. And Miranda especially is very tense.
1: And yeah. Not happy.
0: Yeah. And kind of doing a little bit of a lawyer thing. And she keeps harping on Carrie's job and how and she says, you're all about New York. How would and Carrie's kind of burst. She's like, I don't know. I got all your previous questions answered and they were good ones. I, and I got answers and they were good ones, by the way. So, like, I would just like you guys to be excited for me please and samantha says we are and carrie's like no forget it and charlotte who really has been sweet about it from the beginning is like i think it's so romantic and and miranda kind of defends with saying you know we just want to make sure you're thinking it through and carrie at this point from this point forward she kind of does what she did with alexander about the um what about like the story about his dead friend where she's yeah. just like she's at done point and she just like can't listen beyond to this she's which, which to be fair it's pretty intense I do <laughs> yeah but um she is not going to listen she she, she says, also says to them yeah say it
1: no 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 you say
0: she basically says i just want you guys to be excited for me especially when i've always been excited for
1: you yes it's finally her time and then she goes to say They say the unexamined life is not worth living. But what if the examining becomes your life? Is that living or just procrastinating? And what if all those helpful lunches and late night phone calls to friends have made us all girl talk and no girl action? Is it time to stop questioning? I think with the exception of the like
0: (laughs) girl talk, (laughs) part of it it's actually a pretty great question
1: yeah about I think it's a I like really resonate with that I feel like I've spent the past six months being like what if I moved to like what would be happen if I moved to LA what would happen if I moved yeah
0: and at a certain point you just had to do it and you did it
1: you know (laughs) in the great Broadway musical Wicked Uh uh-huh so um, glad that's the second time it's come up already I don't have the memorandum. I can't think of it, but it says, you know, Fiero pontificates, you know, why invite stress in? Stop studying strife and learn to live the unexamined life. Oh my Which God. Basically, Carrie <laughs> is suggesting Ruck. that. What if we just, you know, in this essay, I life. will. <laughs> essay I will compare the I wonder thesis of Carrie Bradshaw in season 6 episode 18 of Sex and the City to Stephen Schwartz's iconic dance party song Dancing Through Life track 7 on the CD of Wicked in
0: order to A- mol- more fully ascertain whether or not I'm so we sorry. Need it's balance between six. questioning it's track and- 6
1: <laughs> popular thank 7 thank god
0: we did not put this out without the correction in there <laughs>
1: I can't. My fans will come for me. <laughs> All of you, I hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Screaming in agony. I have a brand to uphold.
0: And uphold it you do like Atlas himself, baby. <laughs> On those gorgeous shoulders. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question about <laughs> at what point being thorough and thoughtful and, you know, thinking everything through is means that you're avoiding actually doing the
1: things, you know? Well, it's action versus inaction. And also, like, I feel like Carrie is also the queen of talking around something. Mm-hmm. Come going to her friends to get the the answers that she wants rather than the answer that she needs. And it seems like for the first time, her friends aren't giving her the answer that she wants. Totally. And it's forcing her to leave the voices inside of her head and now... Confront the cat on her fire escape.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By, the,
1: by the ears.
0: The whiskers. right? And that cat will take her to Paris. Will it? I mean, yes. I only know that because of the damned episode titles. Um, I
1: don't know. It could be talking about Paris, Texas.
0: Now that would be a twist. Whist.
1: Petrovsky just like pops her on a plane to texas and
0: that's his favorite city in the world (laughs) um i think though there's something to be said for miranda's side of thing because you know because action without any thought at all in just sheer impulse is often not you know necessarily the right or healthy or best or whatever thing but also sometimes it's you, not every action has to be good you know sometimes it's better mm-hmm. to do and you know see where the cards fall than not and sometimes you
1: have to absolutely
0: and well, i think let's see what... carrie's just confronting like what her identity is in this moment in her life and what it's going to be from here and her and yeah. it's this is a really big you know she has to it is actually a have to
1: i think mm-hmm. she has to decide beep boop Oh, in every episode of the series, yes. there's this been a question involved with Carrie's writing. The moment Carrie changes the question mark to a period in this episode... Which she, she does at write. the end of the, que- the last question, the is it time to stop questioning. Carrie changes the question mark to a period. She doesn't write anything until the very end of the series. Right. So this is, is like she puts a symbolic period the at the end of... Because she, she's going to have to quit her job at the New York Star. Which
0: we, spoiler, she does in this episode. Um, so this is it. This is her last. It's almost like a subconscious decision in and of itself.
1: Here we go. And... So Harry and this Charlotte plotline, Bridget, it it gets it's it's really fucking dumb. I
0: feel like the minute that they gave Samantha something real, they were like, now we have to counter this with some other dumb shit, and it got heaped on Charlotte.
1: So Charlotte weighs. Harry's like, someone's gotten a little chunky, and she's feeding the dog French fries. And
0: to be fair, and Harry's like, someone's <laughs> getting a little chunky. And
1: Charlotte legitimately tears up a little and is like, that's not very nice to say. And, and he's like, no, the dog. And it, it turns out Elizabeth Taylor has gained four pounds in I don't know how many months because was, time doesn't exist on this show. No.
0: And she also doesn't look any different. She's still a tiny dog, so she and, Charlotte takes her to a pet runs store. Runs her to a pet in store. her in her hot little hands, uh, and she says she's getting fat. And he's like, "What?" And she says, "I know that's an ugly word, but it's just you know I needed advice." And he looks up at her and he goes, "She's not getting fat. She's pregnant." Cut to Charlotte
1: scrubbing the tub like Lady Macbeth. <laughs> Truly. Out, out, damn spot, baby. Because she's talking about how everyone around her is getting pregnant.
0: Because she cannot handle the fact that her dog is getting pregnant.
1: And Harry makes a joke. From a gang
0: bang bang in the park. (laughs) Harry makes a joke about eight dogs. And Charlotte says something about an unpedigreed family, because of course she does. And the dog walks in, and Charlotte whips her head around and goes, Elizabeth Taylor, I love you, but mommy can't look at you right now. (laughs) My God. And she goes back to scrubbing the tub. You know what? Okay. To her credit, Kristen, sweet Kristen's credit, like, she goes all in on this, and I think it would be harder to watch if she didn't. You know? She works with what she's given. She commits to the fullness of being
1: Charlotte, even mm-hmm. in these moments. Yeah. So, Carrie's at a bookstore with a young Elaine <laughs>
0: It's really insane. <laughs> I'm and sorry. I'm sorry,
1: Brooke. Ellen Stritch. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw you
0: out of the window. Uh, She, it's Samantha in a really great Uh, way. She also is a little bit Rizzo from Greece. I just like how she's leaned into this, but she's talking with um, Carrie about what Carrie wants to do and um, how great Alexander is, which she truly thinks he is. She
1: gets, but she says, I really like him. And like, I can't fathom moving anywhere Especially not across the world oh, for someone yeah, who no. you really like. I think. I mean, Carrie's world isn't
0: really a real world, which is, I think, why i i have I have sort of strong feelings about the end of this episode. Um, and I'm curious if we will cross over on those. But uh, well, the thing you know, is, my a, my
1: dating mo is that of a, w- a wander in- So indeed, we'll see. Indeed. Well, I mean. In similar ways me. But you know she, what the- hang on,
0: wait, hang on. We might have similar things to say about this. Let's pause it real fast. But before I lose the thought in my head, the only real risk she's taking is quitting her job, which yes, is, you know, her brand. But like if she were to come back to New York, I'm pretty sure she could replicate that magic. He's paying for her apartment, so it's still going to be there. And she gets to go have a pretty much all expenses paid romp in Paris. Well, I don't
1: understand why she has to quit her job. Is it because it's a New York themed? I think so. And I think- Column? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Because it's about,
0: you know, her life in New York. But she says later in the episode that she tried to sell them a like American Girl in Paris thing that they didn't settle for. So she tries. Were you going to say that Carrie is doing the most asinine (laughs) way of learning a language where she's walking down the street listening to French tapes, but she's just listening to this woman say things in French no
1: repeating them no oh I wanted to yes I didn't even I like didn't even acknowledge that that's what was happening I was so gobsmacked by the the Walkman that was on screen yes for just a mere five seconds that I I couldn't have told you she could have been listening to the Beastie Boys for all I care that's a much less fussy reason to be
0: (laughs) (laughs) shocked by this scene I was just like she walks for a while I mean she goes through a lot of phrases and Carrie's Just like placidly listening, which is just not. You've learned a language. Well, they didn't have Duolingo, okay? She also, if there's no, it's not like English sentence, French sentence. It's literally just a tape of a woman saying things in French.
1: Like there is (laughs) no way Carrie understands what's happening. That's so funny. Uh, So now she's putting earrings on. (laughs) Yep. And she looks beautiful, and and he keeps being like, "So are we going to Paris?"
0: We, first he said yeah he says are you coming and she says yeah i'm putting my earrings on and he says no to paris <laughs> she's like well i'm thinking about it i haven't decided yet which i think is honest of her and he says i'm inviting you to france not to jail
1: and she goes i have more questions and he goes is that even possible <laughs> which also like okay dude
0: give her a little understanding that this is kind of He's an enormous decision now yes well they've they have they have pushed him over a character edge you know she says, could we stay in New York and just go to Paris for a few months for your show? And he's like, no, I'm done with New York. I need it's to be in Paris, Paris now. <laughs> I have been here for three years. I'm finished with New York.
1: And Carrie's like, well, I'm not finished with New York because she never will be.
0: No, it's part of her
1: identity. It's part f- of who she Hins. Carrie, New York City Bradshaw. And she offers up the idea of long distance, which Alexander Petrovsky knows better than to curse yourself yeah, with God. that.
0: Also, just like, that's not what either of you actually want to do here. You know, like, th- this isn't even,
1: no, that would just. I also don't know why Carrie decides, they're like having this conversation, and she's shocked. And so she just makes direct Looks eye contact herself with herself in the mirror. In the mirror. It's so funny. Uh.
0: He's basically now, like I ugh. don't like long distance for a lot of reasons, and you know, someone meets someone, and and now we are at a party. The party. Enid comes over. She greets Petrovsky, and Carrie introduces her date, who is hidden behind
1: her completely because, <laughs> and it's character actor Wallace Shawn. Oh God, who, it's so if good. If you Google him, a you'll little know Princess exactly Bride, um, a little
0: Princess Bride in our Sex in the City. It's exactly what I needed today.
1: Martin is a food
0: critic for Bon Appetit, and Enid is I obviously mean, like not thrilled.
1: Yes, food critic for Bon Appetit. Right, right. Go on the dates just to see where he would take you. Lily and I were what we spent like twenty five minutes just watching Bon Appetit test kitchen videos. Mm. In fact, that's mm. what I'm. I love do those. After we I love up.
0: those test kittens. kitchens. Test kittens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holy
0: shit. <laughs> We at Splat Podcast do not test on animals. I please do not sue us. Test kit. Carrie is left in the position to explain to Enid because Alexander takes um the date Martin I think his name is away and Carrie's like he's really sweet and smart and this woman Lexi Featherstone comes in like brash and loud and I think she was in she's been in other stuff for sure yeah and she like ditzes her way through the party. So Miranda and Steve are at home getting in bed, which makes sense because Carrie's out at a
1: party. (laughs) Yeah, I love them, and and they're in Brooklyn now. Yep,
0: and they're getting married. And Steve's basically (laughs) like,
1: I know, me too. They get in bed in sync. It's so cute. And
0: Steve is basically like, Are you still talking about Alexander? And Miranda's like, He's pretentious, and you know, he's. And Steve finally, after a few minutes, is like, All right, he was kind of full of himself. And Miranda goes, Thank you, and he goes, Hey. The kids asleep. It's so cute. I love Dad Steve so much. Dad Steve, it also like. And then then he rolls over. I know. He rolls over and spoons her after he turns the lights out. And he's like, it'll be okay. If she moves, it'll be okay. And Miranda's just like, she can't move. She says, I bet she won't. She's got too much here.
1: And. Huh. It's funny when our friends try to tell us. Uh huh. Or themselves. How and what we feel about certain places. Yep so
0: oops it's so funny i just got what you're saying to me i'm there with you (laughs) where you will or won't go carrie has basically found herself basically stuck on a date with the food critic who's talking to her about um cheeses which honestly i was like i would love to have this conversation at a party holy shit and And, he is talking petrovsky's ears off and carrie's like somehow we switched dates and she's feeling a little uncomfortable and so she dips out of her conversation and goes over to the couch. Um, and Enid is saying, like, I have to tell you, I've been a fan of yours for longer than I'd care to admit. And he says, I have been doing my work for longer than I'd care to admit. <laughs> and Carrie is wearing, like, a really cute little flapper dress. She looks so cute. like a flapper dress. Um, and she comes over and Enid says, oh, are you always this attentive? Like, kind of, uh, like sort of making fun of Carrie for and coming over to this check really on them weird scene
1: and where she, she goes, sends
0: Carrie sends uh what's his name Alex off that guy for a martini yes and then there's and, a weird and Enid scene. is like
1: why am I not with him and Carrie's like um because I am and she's like but he's my age and I should be with him well and Carrie at first Carrie is like what are you doing
0: which is a little intense but like yeah go get your man but Enid is basically like it's not fair he's my age and you've got him so like I mean, Enid is kind of uh, crazy. She's like the old and hardened version of the worst of all of them, you know, in some ways. The worst tropes of this show. Mm, Yes. But she uh, kind of has a point where she's like, I'm a successful
1: 50-something woman and the pool for me is so small that it's a waiting pool because well I it's funny because I feel like in the same way that like Carrie was like men our age are gonna date women ten years younger than us. He it holds true day. yeah men my age are gonna date women your age. Which I think it
0: says something about a cultural standard that is true across generations.
1: It's and snowing and they walk in on Kristen still, Johnston. Still true too doing Coke. Kristen still Johnston,
0: true, yes. aka Lexi Featherstone and she's doing coke in the bathroom. And Carrie's like, wow, people still do coke? And she's like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Unfortunately. God, Carrie, I'm 40 years old. Can you fucking believe it? Don't answer that. And she says, <laughs> remember when we used to go to tunnel? We were like five. And and she asks if Carrie needs to pee. And Carrie's like, no, I was just trying to escape
1: this party for a minute. And and Featherstein is like, God, I don't even know why I'm at this party. We're the only two single girls here. Can you believe it? And Carrie's like, um i'm not and she goes fuck you and walks out and laughs but she laughs she's like very much that kind of
0: just like brash loud fun she's a party girl who has everyone else has outgrown her she is perhaps the opposite end of an enid yes cut to lady Macbeth scrubbing away at the kitchen floor Uh, (laughs) indeed and harry is like again what is time on this show or I guess she was very pregnant, and they just didn't realize because just, Harry is like, um, "You're gonna have to come see the dog because she's giving birth in the tub right and now." Suddenly,
1: maternal instincts kick in, as Elizabeth does her Taylor. Veter- veterinary degree. I know, Mommy's and Charlotte telling. is able to deliver these three puppies. Also, I guess as she's a small dog, but don't puppies normally have like eight dog puppies at a time? It
0: depends on the the breed. Different ones have different amounts. Um. And so Carrie and Alexander are chatting up another couple who are talking about how they live in Calcutta half the time and L.A. half the time. And then the man is like, well, I'm not. She hates L.A. And she's like, frozen yogurt isn't real. And then. That's all it is here. It's just (laughs) mountains of frozen yogurt. Just store after store of frozen yogurt. And she stays in Calcutta the whole year. And so, of course, the minute they walk away, Carrie's like, look, that works for them. We could spend time apart. And Alexander's like. He's no, like, I can't do a single thing without you. <laughs> I, but he's also, I mean, his point is, like, I want to be with you. I want to wake up with you. I want you to yeah. be
1: there when I come home. I can't understand or comprehend someone feeling that way about someone else. So I am projecting. <laughs> a t- you know that's not true. Uh, we can talk
0: about that <laughs> off air. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Uh, shall we th- three-way conference listen? No. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, I'm desperate for a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) So Lexi is walking around the party with a cigarette in her hand in this very nice apartment asking for a light. She asks enid and who's like she was rather rude i don't even know how she got in here and And wallace is like
1: excuse me she told you not to smoke and he's she's like
0: all these old people well so (laughs) she's trying to open a window which first of all i don't know why someone would have these massive floor-to-ceiling windows that high up in their building because it's terrifying like you wouldn't why you would ever open them i mean i like the windows open
1: them but i think that that's you just don't open them
0: yeah but there are windows that just don't open you know like why would you need to open that floor-to-ceiling there and anyway and lexi Johnson is
1: talking about how how new york is dead
0: it's because done it's wallace over. comes over the the martin comes over and is like the host asks you not to smoke and so she kind of goes on this like she has a monologue about how boring everyone has come, become and she says god i'm so bored i could die at the end of it and then slips on her manolo grabs the curtain whacks the window open and falls out And everyone freaks out, understandably. It is truly shocking. Uh, And Carrie, like, just turns and, like, slams into Alexander's chest, buries her head, and his drink sloshes, like, it's very, everyone has the appropriate, very strong reactions. And that's why the episode is called Splat. Fascinating thing. So they do these shots of New York the next morning, covered in snow. It had started snowing a few hours after the party and hadn't stopped. So this was this isn't stock footage of New York covered in snow. it's it was actually shot by the um, producers and it's the only shot of New York in the whole show that doesn't have one of the girls in it, one of the women.
1: How interesting.
0: So they like really wanted that aesthetic because they do beautiful shots of like empty New York streets in the snow. Yeah. And then our favorite family in Brooklyn is making snow angels and in their backyard.
1: Yeah, and Charlotte lifts off of the puppies off of a newspaper that just says splat, splat on it,
0: with an exclamation point as the headline, and because it, 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 all the papers have obviously this are running the story. Um,
1: well, all the all the all the the page sixty papers exactly. Two days
0: later, we said goodbye to our snow angel. Wait, is she tripped on her Manolo. Stanford like kind of can't get enough, and he wasn't there, so he feels
1: kind of removed from it in that way. That he's like joking inappropriately he goes, I already. Need details, last words, and Carrie just the goes. The scandal I'm of so the century. bored, I could die. God bless you. Thank you. And
0: because Stanford is like, than no, than week. of course. <laughs> and Carrie like kind of can't joke with him in this. Thing. I mean, she's indulging it a little, but she was there and witnessed it, and it obviously is. <laughs> Not up for humor in the way the rest of them are. Stanford so goes this in. woman was the
1: it girl in the eighties. Yeah.
0: So Stanford goes in to sit with, um, Marcus, who's saving them seats next to I don't know Hugh Jackman or someone. Yeah, the greatest showman himself. Of course, who was relevant then too. I love that. Uh, and it's just and the it, four of them. And, and then
1: this weird moment where Enid walks in with um, whatever his name is, Martin Wallace Shawn. And
0: Carrie has kind of like a moment smiling at her, and Enid kind of looks like she's accepting her death sentence, but um well also a woman fell eighteen stories out of her apartment building, which so. is, yeah, very understandable that you would feel uh, shitty and sad on a day like that. But and- Carrie says something about it being the end of an era about um Featherstone, Kristen, the woman who died, all of all of those identities are her and. Yep. They get distracted, and then she tells them she's moving to Paris. Paris.
1: And they're like, because a woman fell out a window? And Carrie goes, no, because I want to open up a new one. Which, sure. And then they ask her a few questions, including
0: especially Miranda. And she's like, we are done with the portion question of this. She doesn't. She just shuts them down completely, which maybe not the time and place, but. To be fair, it's shocking news, sort of. And she leaves them.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute. Miranda is wearing a constable hat with a green tie wrapped around Yes, it. That's she all. sure is.
0: Miranda takes some bold, makes some bold choices this in bold like choices. This is like a leprechaun. I was like going to say, she is a leprechaun in this right now.
1: She 100%. Not that we don't adore Tony, Grammy, <laughs> and Emmy Award winner Cynthia Nixon. I just
0: know she didn't make these wardrobe
1: choices for herself, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: And Miranda asks Carrie Carrie if she wants to walk after the funeral, and they're going to go to get food. Hello. Hello. Carrie Carrie and Miranda Miranda. are walking to go get food because Miranda asked her if she wanted to, and Carrie tells her that she quit her job, which Miranda's kind of
1: shocked by. And she's and like, Ma- Carrie, that's who you are. And Carrie goes, no, it's not. It's what it's I do. It's what I do, which I found very interesting. I do,
0: too. And I'm not sure Carrie fully believes it. But maybe it's good to move on from that anyway. Um, but she says she tried to, you know, sell them on American Girl in Paris. And she's like, maybe they'll hand my job to, a, you know, 29-year-old with new stories. And Miranda says, I think you're making a mistake and Carrie is like fuck you basically yeah. and she says like why can't you be you know they they go back and forth a little bit and Miranda's like i it's i it's i'm allowed to have an opinion and Carrie's like yeah you are but it's a stupid one and you keep making it and i don't want to hear it why can't you just be happy for me
1: and she's like i can't stay in new york and be single for you and, i can uh, which and, is a,
0: a has definite truth in it but Miranda says it's i don't need you to be here and be single you know like she's like I'm talking about for you you're giving everything up and Carrie has valid points in that everyone around her has moved on and she's like I can stay here and not move on or I can go with him and live my life and Miranda says well, his life, which isn't wrong. No, it's not. And it, that's why I think it hurts Carrie so much because Carrie whirls around and leaves. And
1: Miranda says, Carrie, I love you. Don't go. And she's like, just say it. You don't like him. And Miranda says, fine, fine I don't. I don't like him. And Carrie is like, I'm
0: fucking going to Paris. Bye-bye. And Let she me says, strut she says, well, away. Good thing,
1: good thing you're not going to Paris with him.
0: Yeah. And then she goes and is on a sc- carriage no, a sleigh pulled by a horse with so much blush on her cheeks. No, little women style. Uh, and she says she's not going to question anything, including where on earth he found a sleigh pulled by a horse in Central Park. I think it's a
1: carriage, not a sleigh. But I like the
0: idea of it being a sleigh. But I think, but it's not, a, I mean, it 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 is, but it's like a snow carriage. It's not one of the Central Park carriages, you know. Sure um and maybe that it is maybe it is maybe i'm crazy did i imagine did i that, imagine, okay. did I I imagine? Did. Ugh, my brain oh no the the still for the next episode has a face in it i really didn't want to see i mean i know oh. it's coming but i'm so mad
1: <laughs>
0: for the next up so that is it you guys that is splat that is splat believe the it episode. or not splat the episode By me, Brooke, and me, Bridget. Um, (laughs) We wrote it. Wow. It's a big one in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. Should we talk about that
0: Miranda Carey uh, conversation at the end? Because we didn't really dwell on it.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's absolutely do that. How do you feel about that? Um, I see both sides.
0: I think I do too, but I also... I I
1: just wish that the reason Carrie was leaving was for Carrie and not for a band.
0: That's... I feel that also, and I think I agree with you that I see both sides, but I think um, so much of what Carrie does in this episode with regards to, like, her friend's reactions is done out of defensiveness because Mm -hmm. while she is right that, like, she can go and live her life, the thing that's in Paris for her is alexander that's it mm-hmm. and that's fine and she could build a life there and maybe that's you know what she will end up doing everyone but she i think i don't know i don't know that she's being fully honest with herself but also yeah, I don't- what an opportunity you know
1: yeah totally but i think it's like hard i think miranda is like been fighting like settling into married life yeah and mrs carrie already and like already feels distance being in brooklyn Brooklyn. which carrie also
0: says like you moved you moved to brooklyn and carrie i mean miranda's like yeah brooklyn not paris (laughs) um but yeah no miranda's definitely fearful here and i get that i mean (laughs) Hello, can relate to your best <laughs> friend moving somewhere else and being really scared about
1: that. Yeah, uh, and more than and more than just me, like your I feel like yeah. your best friends are all on the west coast except yeah. for Ari. No, Not truly. all of them, obviously. But like, no, but I have I moved like-
0: away from all of my best friends or had them move away at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very true. And, like, I've lived abroad, you know? I've done that thing. It's a pretty big undertaking. Yeah. But it wasn't indefinite, but still. Yeah. It's also interesting that Carrie's been so disdainful of, like, travel before now. Also, she, like, doesn't like his espressos, you know? And he takes her to the opera, and she wants to go to McDonald's. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know that she is a Paris girl. I'm sure there are parts of
1: it she'd love, but... Yeah, she, she... Well, again... I couldn't tell you how long they've been dating. No. But we all we know, know my stance it's, we on only know moving it's a few somewhere for someone slash. Oh, we do. You know. I mean, I what? feel that
0: strongly too. I just, we've talked about it before, but like we talked about it with Aiden. You know, when you haven't spent, I don't know, at least a full year. When you don't know year, the ugly part season, of a person yet. Yeah.
1: How can you. If you haven't how can traveled you with them. How you to haven't. not have an escape <laughs> from them? Yeah. To move. That sounds so, bu- like, Uh, bleak but I don't I don't mean like escape but like how can you commit to spending a hundred or ninety percent of your time with someone especially
0: when you're not just moving in together but moving somewhere new together yeah like you are the uh, a hundred percent for each other for a while yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, especially when she's not going to have means to like take care of herself. Really. There's also yeah. that part of it. Like, what does she do? I guess she'd come back to New York and go to her apartment again. Yeah. So there's a real safety net here for Carrie, which I think it makes it easy for her to kind of Miranda lives after yells after her. You're living in a fantasy. And I think there's some, there's a grain of truth in that for sure, because that's kind of what Carrie's always done.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Bridget, Yo. who did, who, did you resonate with anyone in particular? Well, Miranda
0: and mm-hmm. Carrie uh-huh. wanting to move and chase adventure when it's presented
1: to her. Yeah, very she much wants so. adventure in the great wide somewhere. And she romance and to be tell. paired up.
0: And yeah, <laughs> more than she'll ever know. Uh, I resonated with Samantha and Samantha also being the like the other side friend he's like fuck yeah go on that adventure chase your heart Mm -hmm. you like him do what you want to do girl especially post-cancer samantha who is allowed to be like wise and salient and calm um and can't say i super related to charlotte but i do love puppies you know
1: uh yeah i definitely resonated with charlotte because i also see myself Having to give birth, or give birth, oh no. Having to... Birth puppies. Yeah. In a tub. And be jealous of your dog. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely resonate with Miranda. I mean, and, and Carrie though. I feel like if that opportunity was presented to me, I would have a hard time saying no. Me too. Especially if I had as few
0: intense ties to sort out as carrie did like yes leaving her friends is no small matter but it's not like there's family and it's i mean it it really again kind of comes down to the job yeah uh yeah yeah no i mean if someone said that to me right now i might even quit
1: my job yeah i would do it right now I accept like it's just like hard because of like the thing we want like Carrie's a writer she can she can figure out how to be a yeah, writer. Yeah, it's
0: true. It's sort of like I'm you too know. I I'm too I may be too practical for that. I also just you know how I feel about other people like paying for me Extent You know like I I look yeah. I I'm good, fine about accepting gifts and you know like I love that. I'm not I'm not that kind of intense about it but like the idea of a like s- someone paying for my apartment and then no. paying for my life in a city, I would feel, yeah. like, kept, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the power imbalance there is just, you know? Um. Yes, absolutely. Plopability? Um, pretty plopable. I'd say most of it.
1: Yeah. It's, like, Carrie could just crazy. go
0: to T-Mobile and have them put her on an international plan if she <laughs> did, but...
1: It's also crazy to think about, like, how someone would have filmed kristen johnson falling out of a window yeah i thought about
0: that a lot too
1: like that would be like someone would be like oh my god this drunk bitch is giving a speech and then whip out their phones and then all of a sudden she'd fall out a window oh yeah someone definitely would have caught it on video wow it's
0: although i don't know among the 35 year old set
1: if was a oh, if it was like fair. a you know what I, I guess mean. They're in their forties, their forties, fifties too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I feel like Carrie would have <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I'd say, I'd say pretty ploppable. Again, I have a lot of questions about just like, oh, this dog's giving birth. That's cool. Uh huh. Like and not very casual. A, a doctor
0: no. of any kind. No. Any consultation. She doesn't even go to the vet. She goes to the pet store.
1: Yeah. I'm dubious about that. But, yeah. Other than that, you know, friendship woes are friendship woes. Mm -hmm. No matter what year you are. Yeah. I think Carrie's had, like,
0: there have been, like, maybe, like, one real fight between each of them. Mm -hmm. She's had a Miranda fight now. Charlotte and Samantha have had a fight. Miranda Miranda and 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 Samantha Samantha have had,
1: like, tension.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, they got to spice it up.
1: Keep them real. Yeah. Darren Stars? Darren Stars. Um, I feel like, what do you think?
0: I'm going to say an eight. That's what I was going to say. Perfect. Then let's Great. shake on it.
1: Eight it is. Done. Um, it has been and Decided that's that. Do you have a Delta's ups and Delta's downs?
0: Yes, I sure do. My Delta up is, was getting to see my friend Amy today, which was so nice and such a delight. And she's on a plane to Ireland right now, which I'm so envious of. And I said this to Brooke yesterday, but like, I still have such Sunday blues before work, you know, starts again. And Every week, Monday is not as bad as I think it's going to be. You know, it's still Monday, but I'm just, like, really grateful for my job. So maybe I wouldn't quit it to go to Paris. Nice. Um, And my delta down is that no matter what I put on them and how much water I chug, my lips are just so deeply chapped.
1: Wow. I do not envy you.
0: Not – I mean, it's not terrible. They're not cracking. It's just, like, constant – and I'm um, at my wit's end. So if you have um, miracle remedies, hit me up. Also, if the weather yeah. could just decide what it's doing, that'd be cool.
1: Mm, yeah, it's a little chilly here, too.
0: It'll be nicer than where I am, so I will not
1: complain. <laughs> um, You, Brooke? My Delta up is... Oh, I had one. And I forgot it.
0: What a oh, roller coaster.
1: That's too bad. Maybe
0: start with the down and see what happens. It'll bring you back around. My delta down.
1: Well, my delta like up and down is that. So not a change. (laughs) Well, it's like it's a good thing when I'm sad is that Uh I finished the Fosters on Netflix. Uh, Girl, yes. You've been on the journey. It's always
0: It's always really bittersweet to um, come to the end of something like that.
1: Yeah, I invested a lot of energy into them. Mm -hmm. Um, What's next? And also that. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the like melodrama family teenager. Mm, like mm, I want that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but my other Delta down is that Kyle left on Monday. Yesterday. Oh yeah. So That's now I'm, one. I'm back. I'm back to, you know. Kyle-less. I'm kyle I got, I was spoiled. Um, Mike Delta up is that i i really like things are good you know yeah um, but i miss i'm i'm just like my tilt up is that i had a day off today and like i did some work looking for some stuff online um but i mostly got to chill today and that was really i needed it yeah you deserve as that as you can hear from my voice i am a tired girl how many classes yesterday? Four? Yeah. That's a lot of classes. In a day, yeah. I'm probably really dehydrated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have more.
1: I have tea that I'm going to drink when we get off this pod. Mm, um, tea. Eat.
0: And uh, bone appetite test kitten videos.
1: Oh, I forgot and then I remembered. Test. Kitten. Thank you. You're test kittens um bridget yo if i wanted to follow you on social media how could i do that well
0: you could uh find me on twitter at mrs Burt macklin or oh. you could find me on instagram at bridget m37 or oh. you can find me on napster just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um you my friend
1: um, you can find me on Twitter at Brooke underscore Wiseman, and you can find me on Instagram at Brooke Wiseman, no underscore. And if you put an underscore, I will send you a DM with one letter every day until I make a sentence, and you won't know when it ends until I put a period.
0: Wow. What a weird middle ground drawn <laughs> out <laughs> torture. I love it. I love
1: it. Don't make her do and, it collectively we are at At splat podcast Podcast. um on twitter gmail instagram rate review subscribe let us know if there's a show you want us to do after splat you have two episodes left of sex in the city is there something you want to hear from us do you want us to go away forever
0: (laughs) um in which case, I know a good forest we can move to. <laughs> We're going to move to Portland. <laughs> I, I was thinking of Vermont, where we went. Oh, great. There but are trees in both places. There are s- trees everywhere. We love it. Save the trees. Um, Love <laughs> you guys. What a twist that would be. <laughs> oh, what a twist that would be. That would be. Oh. Love you guys. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Happy Splat.